0: Welcome to the One New Man Network from Kurt Landry Ministries at House of David, where we learn about the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. The following is a replay of a previous service. Hallelujah. Going to the gates. If you're in a prayer ministry, you know, like Glory of Zion with Chuck Pierce or Cindy Jacobs, Dutch Sheets, one of those prayer ministries, uh, you know, Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network, it you're very familiar with going to a gate, praying and opening gates. That That's a part of that culture, but a big part of the everyday church has no idea that there are gates and there are portals. And so obviously we've opened this gate, but you need to open the gate on your property at your house. Even if you're renting, uh, but if you own it, you need to be able to bring a team in there and you need to open that portal because you need to have clear communication from God. You need that which is in heaven coming to earth and it's done on purpose. It's not, your your house does not just open up as an open portal of blessing because you're a believer. You know, the Lord says, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and to destroy all the works of the enemy. So... What I was talking to them about there was their identity is because one of the best-selling books uh, in in the last few years was Rick Warren's Purpose-Driven Life. And all the focus was on purpose. And, And so what's my purpose? But realistically, until you know your identity, you're never really going to embrace your purpose. If you don't have your identity, then you can actually do something that you think your purpose to do, but it's not a correct fit for you just because you have skills and ability to do it doesn't mean it fits your identity. So first of all, you need to have a personal identity and then you need to have an identity in Christ, in him. But where it all starts is with the question of our text tonight, it starts with who is he? Because our identity starts with who do we say he is? And the title of my message is who do you say I am? So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, and we're going to study down through 20. And verse 13 says, and when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So that's the question he's saying, he's asking you that same question this evening, Who?" do men say that I am? I think if you went out into your neighborhood or in your community or wherever you live and you went to the, uh, um, your neighbors, you'd get the same answers today. Who is Jesus? Who is he? And it goes on to say, so they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say I am? So that's, it's very important that it's okay what the world says, the neighbors say, your parents say, even your spouse and your family, what they say, but it gets down to a personal question. He's asking them, who do you say I am? And I will honor, I'll tell you, it, whoever he is to you is what he'll be to you. I'm going to say it again. Whatever he is to you is what he will be to you. Okay? So, uh, and then in verse 16 says, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So Simon Peter makes a decree at Caesarea Philippi and we're gonna get to the importance of this gate in a minute, but what he said to him He said, Christ, you are the anointed. You are the son of the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So this is the first time this revelation has been spoken through a man. And this revelation is being spoken in a gate that we're going to hear about in a minute. And it's important that he spoke those words out. Verse 17, Jesus answered him and said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And so Jesus is saying, Jesus did not realize that God the Father was revealing this to Simon. Even though he's God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, they are triune, they are in Hebrew, they are echad, they are three in one. But he said, you are blessed because my Father has chosen to use you to speak in the gate. That's why you go to the gates. When you go to the gate and God calls you to a gate, God himself blesses you. Verse 18. And I also say, now Jesus says to you, you are Peter, And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Okay. So Jesus is now responding to the prophetic word that Peter from the father spoke in the gate. And he says, because you have now been used of God to speak in the gate, your identity will be activated. Because if you go into the Greek, the word Peter means petros and it means a large piece of rock. So Simon Peter was the first to make the kingdom confession and was the first to receive the promise that God would use him to build the church. And that word church there in the Greek is the ecclesia, ecclesia. And Ecclesia, this is so important to get this revelation, that word Ecclesia means called out ones. The ones called out. I can't can't even give words to it. It means called out ones that assemble. What honor is it? You can only hear this in the spirit or if you've experienced it. Salvation is of the Lord. He called you out. He said to David, I've called you out of the sheepfold to be the king of Israel. I called you out. I called you out to build the called out ones and to assemble them. And the gates of Haiti shall not prevail against it. Now Caesarea Philippi is a very real place and uh Pastor Tim and I were there. If you'd go ahead and put the first picture up. We were there in, I think this is 2002. And Caesarea Philippi is known as the rock of the gods, little g, due to the many shrines that are carved into the face of the mountain. This is at the base of Mount Hermon. These are shrines to Caesar. Can you go to the next picture? These are signs, go to the next picture and go to the next picture and the next picture. There they are. See those carved out? Those are shrines to Caesar and uh, fertility gods, nemesis, and all different types of Baal structures. Now, if you go back to the cave, this large cave that's here, this is the gates of Hades. And it is believed that Baal Hermon, the Baal of Mount Hermon, uh, that this is where he would enter into the world from this cave. There was Baal worship here, demonic worship. I have children here, so just terrible stuff all happened at this place. And now here comes Yeshua. What is one of the names of Yeshua? The rock. Yeshua is the cornerstone. He is the rock. So isn't it interesting that the rock goes to the worship center where they worship the rocks? the little G worships, and he stands there and his disciple gets a word from God the Father that he is the anointed Messiah. He is in Hebrew, he is the Mashiach. He is the Christos. He is the anointed one. That's the same word in Greek and Hebrew. He is the anointed one. He is the son. He is heir apparent and he is from God. So they they didn't go to Jerusalem, they didn't go to the temple, they didn't go to the pool of Siloam, they went to the enemy's camp, I hope you can get this, and stood at the, the most demonic place on earth and he stood at the gate and Peter got revelation. And that's what you heard with these young people. They were getting revelation. That's what happened with Maria. She's been praying for what is her identity, what is her purpose, and she goes to another gate to do business for God and gets the answer to her prayer that she's been praying for a long time. So Yeshua the rock stands at the altar of the rock gods and declares his authority and is imparting his authority to the, this is the first prophecy of the church. The church is basically verbally birthed at Hell's Gate. He says, "I'm going I'm to announce right here at the gates of Hades, we're going to build a church, and we will prevail against you because we've gone to the worst place on earth to decree it. We didn't have a parade in Jerusalem." We didn't go to Simon the Tanner's house. Are you hearing me? We went right into the enemy's camp. And the reason that Yeshua does that in these gates, these strategic locations, he did that to empower the people. He did that as an example to his disciples is I don't want you to fear the enemy's camp. When you're with me, the rock, we are more powerful than these carvings in this rock. In verse 19, Jesus says, and I will give you keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, it will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, you'll loose in heaven. And then he commanded his disciples that they shall tell no one that he was Jesus, the Christ, that he was the anointed one. He commanded them. He said, just because you went to the gate and proclaimed it and decreed it, I don't want you telling anyone. Why? Because it's not my time yet. Not every revelation that you get when you're on a spiritual (coughs) assignment is to be shared with Uh, It's not to be taken back as like a souvenir. I heard this, I saw that. There are some things when you go into the gate that literally that you are to keep and, and you are to keep sacred to the Lord. So the empowerment came to the church through decrees and proclamations in a demonic gate. Anytime you go on an assignment to a gate, you're going to increase in authority. We had uh, the chief, uh, Craig Harper, was prophesied in St. Joseph that he would be chief and other things were prophesied. It was spoken out and it came to pass. We'll never know if it would have or not come to pass, probably would have, but maybe not, you don't know. All I know is that it's going to always be a blessing for Craig and his family and for us to know that God prophesied it out in the gate, you know, and I, I can give you an example that when you're in a gate, we, uh, many years ago, um, we lived it'd be about 10 or 11 years ago, we lived in Grove and Buffalo Shore South. And of course, every place we go, we take that gate. Because it is mandatory that our house is off limits to the enemy. It is mandatory that we have good communication for binding and loosing. And um, for Christy and I, we do most of our ministry in the house because our phone rings 24-7. And so we need a place to work from that has clear communication. So roughly 10 or 11 years ago, I can't, you correct me, it doesn't make any difference, but this is before Paul and Megan were married. Uh, Paul Marcelino came from Tennessee and he wanted to come and ask me for my daughter's hand. And so he and I, we met at the house and we got in my truck at that time and we drove around for, he says, hours. I don't remember how long it was, but he said, and he didn't say one word to me. And I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to have to repent because I I didn't want him to marry my daughter. I always told Megan that even if Jesus came back and asked for your hand, tell him I need to talk to his dad. So that's where I set the bar. So Christy was saying, well, Kurt, you just need to pray about it. And I go, I don't need to pray about it. I know he's not the one. Christy and I prayed a specific list of what who we thought Megan should uh, marry. To be a Jewish believer, spirit-filled, have a love for Israel, and be able to work in the ministry. That's a hard bill to fill, and I'm ignoring all those facts that this is Paul Marcellino because I even known, have known his parents for years. It wouldn't have made any difference who it was. I had already made up my mind. Nobody's good enough for my daughter. So then we get out of the truck and we go into the house and now we're in the open portal, right? And Christy and I sit down and Paul and Megan sit down and now I'm going to give them the speech about why they should wait and this is not the one. But the Holy Spirit operates in the portal, doesn't operate in the truck. I didn't like the truck either. So we sit down and the gift of prophecy kicks in and literally speaks out that, yes, they are to get married and everything they're going to do in their life from now until the end, which most of it has happened, but it was all prophesied. Why? Why did prophecy take over? Because we were in the gate of our house. And the reason I share that with you as transparent as I can, because it wasn't emotional. I wasn't trying to make, in fact, if anything, I was resisting. But when we prayed and we bowed our heads in that house and in that gate, and we prayed for the Holy Spirit come and to cleanse us, and Lord, let thy will be done, not mine will, you know, and we started praying out those prayers that you pray The Lord is there and the Holy Spirit comes through that portal and he activates the prophetic gifting and he's going to speak out just like he did with Peter. Jesus said, wow, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my father in heaven. Why? Because they were on assignment in a gate. I want to encourage you, you need to take the gate of the residence in which you live. And if you don't know how, you need to find somebody here in House of David that knows how to do that. And you need to pray over that house and dedicate that land And you need to open that heaven because you need to be, when you're praying in your prayer closet in your house, you need to be praying and saying what God is telling you to say and not being moved by emotions and and needs. Is this helping anyone? I'll never forget when we came onto this place. This was our first trip there. And as we walked up with our tour group, these birds, remember that? All these birds flew out of the cave screaming and it sounded like demons coming out of the cave. And it didn't do it when another group came, but when House of David came and got to the foot of that cave, it made us stand all back because these screeching like crow Black birds, just thousands of them came flying out of the cave. The spirit realm recognizes authority more than the flesh. So at this time, I'm gonna ask that you stand and I'm gonna ask that all those that went on the, including Pastor Tim and Sandy and Christy, all those that went to this gate, I want you to, if you would, come down front And I'm going to ask that if Mary would come down. I'm also going to ask Jairus if you would come down. I'm, I'm going to need you to separate a little bit because I'm going to have people come down. And I'm going to ask Paul and Megan if you'd come down over here too as well. And and what I want you to do, uh, we've got a few minutes here. I want you to come down if you if you feel led and I want you to pray and I want Dwayne and Joellen if you'd come down and Peggy and Max too if you'd come down. Now what I want you to do I just want you to bow your heads right now. I want you to say this prayer. Say Lord it is imperative that I possess the gate of my home. That my home is is protected, that it is anointed, and it is a safe place. And Lord, we come together tonight and we secure our dwelling places because your word says in Psalm 91 that you will protect our dwelling places but also you will cause us to dwell in safe dwelling places. And Lord, we live in dangerous times, but we do not fear because we battle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. And Lord, I come tonight To come in agreement that I'm leaving this place with the keys of authority that Jesus gave at Caesarea Philippi. I receive my keys to bind and loose, and Lord, let me leave with the revelation that as His disciple. The gates of hell hell. will not prevail prevail. against my family family. and my business business. and my finances finances. in Yeshua's name. name. My body body. and my health health. are off limits limits. to to the devil. If that prayer is for you and you need someone to touch and agree with, you need to come down right now. We're going to take just a few minutes. I've got a few minutes here. I want you to come down and find somebody, touch and agree with them. And I want you to pray that that portal in your house will open up. Let's go quickly. Got a few minutes here. While they're coming down, while they're coming down, I want a decree over those that are Watching the broadcast and those in the house, we're going to make a decree over your house. And that's going to come out of Psalms 91. So if you and I will agree, let's agree with this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. And my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous of pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be a shield and a buckler And you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrows that fly by day nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand but I decree over you but none shall come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And in their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and upon the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and satisfy him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show my salvation. Father, in Yeshua's name, I lift up all the online broadcast family. And Lord, I decree and declare that your houses and your homes and your dwelling places be open. We break every hex, vex, curse, and witchcraft against you. We apply the blood of Jesus over your house. We decree and declare that your house is safe And that angels will ascend from heaven into your home for protection and ministry. We thank you that your property has been set apart, sanctified, a place of peace and prosperity. A place where your glory will rest. Lord, I thank you that you have called them and chose them. I thank you, Lord, that you will set them apart. That that they are part of the ecclesia. They have been called out. And we assemble together, even on this broadcast, we assemble together in your peace, that, Lord, that you called us tonight to release a blanket covering before Passover like the blood on the doorpost to keep houses, children, automobiles, and physical bodies safe from the harm of the enemy. We break every assignment of the occult structure and witchcraft against with sickness, disease. We break every assignment of financial robbery, every orphan spirit. We cancel it. Every assignment of Jezebel, every assignment of Bale structures that have come against you and your family, we cancel them now in Yeshua's name. And if you would, for those of you on the broadcast, say with me, please, amen. amen. And those of you in the house, if you would say Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm gonna ask if the worship team at this time, if you're in the line, if the worship team would uh, come back up on the platform. At this time, we're gonna prepare to receive our tithes and our offerings. You may be seated. The scripture says in Malachi 3.10, bring all your tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this says the Lord of hosts if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there'll not be room enough to receive it I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall your vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. One of the best protections you can have for your life is to be able to be able to sow and to tithe into your storehouse. Don't ever take it for granted, and I'm speaking to House of David, that you have a wonderfully aligned house that works directly with Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and all the nations of the earth. it's important that you bring your tithe into the storehouse. On March the 30th, it will be important that you bring your Passover offering. 50 days later, it will be important that you bring your Pentecost Shavuot offering. And then in the fall, it's important to bring that tabernacle offering. Keep the heavens open above your house. They're open now. We have touched and agree, and now sow a seed. Bring your tithe. Sow a seed tonight, and seal that in Yeshua's name. Now, for those of you that are online, you can text to give. You can text to give at sow s o w five one five five five. I would text to sow. Whatever the Lord is asking you to do tonight, I would go ahead and do it. Because you it's not just words. The faith action of an open heaven is giving. So your words have opened it. And then there is a gift. So Jesus spoke the words at Caesarea Philippi. And then he gave what? He gave his whole life for all of us. He didn't give 10% of his life. He gave a hundred percent. He gave it all. God so loved the world that He gave. If you can get a hold of this, and most of my partners know this giving is your opportunity to be blessed. God is not after your money. This ministry is not after your money. If you know anything about us, we are about the multiplication of seed. We are about the multiplication of meeting needs. And I'm gonna share a very special testimony Friday night that we received while we were in Cana, Virginia. I didn't know about, but the multiplication of the seed is is so phenomenal. And, And God wants to do that in your life. So you can give online securely on our webpage, or you can text to sow, and obviously you can mail us your check. I would encourage you this, why not become become a CLM partner? It's that monthly partnership that is the backbone to this ministry and allows us to do everything God has asked us to do. It's amazing how as the partners grow, the responsibility grows and we're blessed to be able to do that. So I wanna pray right now with you over your seat, if you would stand please. if you're comfortable with this you should speak over the seed say Father God I bring this tithe and this offering as a covenant agreement that you have opened the heavens above my house tonight and in my house and Lord I thank you for that I don't take it for granted That I am protected by the God of the universe and I am provided for by the God of the universe. Lord, I celebrate with thanksgiving the good soil that is properly aligned for the hundredfold return. I thank you, Lord, for multiplying my seed. So that I can go to the next gate with no lack in Yeshua's name. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and uh, dismiss the service. We're going to go out in praise. Thank you for listening to this message from the One New Man Network. For more information, please visit us at Man.com.